podcast and springtime 2023 on our podcast we explore enriching topics about memphis the mid-south and beyond all discussed from our unique vantage point in the western corner of tennessee i'm your host christian owen publisher of memphis's river city lifestyle magazine for our may and june 2023 series we are featuring points of view from both the ladies and the gents Joining us for our ladies' episodes are Nikki McVeigh, creator of Dane's Road Antiques, and Sharon Cash, a beloved community leader who recently retired from her leadership role at the Salvation Army. Nikki is interviewed by Jeannie Tabor, our River City Lifestyle Publication Director. Sharon talks with Kit Garrett, our Publication Manager available on Apple and Spotify, and brought to you from the Young Avenue Sound Studio in Cooper Young, Memphis. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Jeannie Tabor, Publication Director for River City Lifestyle, and I have the pleasure today of speaking with Nikki McVeigh, owner of Danes Road Antiques. Nikki is the go-to locally for supplying one-of-a-kind antique and estate jewelry. On your website, Nikki, you mentioned that you're inspired to create beautiful things. How did you get interested in antique jewelry? Well, thank you for having me. I, um, I'm excited to be here and um, to share just a little bit, a small piece of, of what I do and um, how I got into this business. My parents um, were always um, interested in antiques. My dad took an early retirement, and so I grew up going to flea markets, antique shops, anything and everything that you can imagine. Um, if there were, if they saw something on the side of the road, someone set up and they saw a mirror or a piece of furniture that they liked, we stopped. So it's been an interesting progression for sure. That's so much fun. So when you were helping them or along the way, what types of places did you go to find your jewelry growing up? Um, really just went along with them. And then after I had kids, I started helping them just as kind of like, you know, like we all call it a side hustle um, to make extra money. And, um, and I did a show with probably like, I'm trying to think, five different at sometimes it would be maybe six to eight different women-owned, female-owned businesses that were small women kind of de- doing things on the side. And it was La Cadeau. And oh, my gosh. I totally remember that. Yes, I used every to October. buy all of my Christmas presents yes. there. That was so much fun. So you had your jewelry. Yes. And other people had other wares. Yes. Okay. And it was a mix of just really anything and everything, art, clothing, um, gifts, jewelry. And it was just really, really a fun group to, to, to do and to be together. And I think the last time we did it, it was at my house in 2019, and I was thinking about it last night. My hot water heater broke. Oh, awesome. On the third floor and flooded oh the, everything, the entire place. But we just had fans going, and we still kept going. Business went forward. Business went I love forward. It. So that is when you transitioned from learning and working with your mom and dad to starting on your own. Is there anything else you want to say about the the shows and things you used to do with your mom and dad, or what you learned from them? Well, I mean, my parents are just extremely hardworking 
people. And my parents did shows throughout the South, kind of the Southeast. Um, my dad did a show for 20-something years at Brimfield, and that's how I was introduced um, to Brimfield. And that's primarily where I go um, to buy jewelry. They have a show in May, they have a show in July, and a show in September. And it's about, I mean, it's less than a mile long, but it's about probably eight different fields that open. Some open at sunrise, some open at one o'clock, one opens at 11, one opens at noon, and they divide it up from Tuesday to Sunday. And so I fly up on Monday, and I leave Thursday night. Oh, my goodness. So that sounds tiring. Mm-hmm. It is. And it sounds very overwhelming. But how many years have you been going, and how have you learned to Gosh. attack the process and right. find the right things that you want to sell? Right. Um, it was very intimidating at first. I went when my youngest daughter was probably eight, and I got totally taken on a <laughs> what do you mean? pair of bracelets. Oh, no. I bought – I love – Victorian wedding bracelets. And I bought a pair for myself and I thought they were fabulous and I thought that they were gold and I paid the price for gold. And I went to my dad and he just absolutely said, those are not gold. And he tested them. (laughs) And I went running back to the field to try to get my money back. And he did give me my money back, but I see that man every time I'm in Brimfield, and I will no longer buy from <laughs> oh, him. Oh, my goodness. So you probably have your favorites. You've learned I who do. to trust. And I do. How does that relationship work with I with do. I, um, I have a group of women that I buy from, and some men, too. I have a group of people that I buy from, vendors, who have completely um, supported me. I wouldn't have the business I have today without them. I mean, they have. We have a business relationship, but we also have great friendships and they will send me things throughout the year, put things back for me. And I just, they are really an important key to my business and my relationships with them. They scour all kinds of areas that I don't know about, can't possibly make it to. And they are just amazing. I just, I'm so grateful for the relationships that I have built with people that help me, um, in supply jewelry for me. So you mentioned the wedding bracelets. For for those of us out here who don't know exactly what you offer, tell us a little bit more about your basic jewelry pieces and, and what your favorite things are to sell and, and create. I started really, truly selling out of my closet. And I specialized, I call those the OGs, the, the original <laughs> closet um, um, customers. And I started selling antique pocket watch chains. And typically the men's chains come in like 13 inches. And I had to basically put a couple together to make necklaces. It became a thing that was just easy to wear. A lot of people had lockets or pocket watches that were passed down from grandfathers or grandmothers. And it became a way to modernize something that was inherited and wear it in a way that you would wear it in a way, make it every day, right? So it creates an, a modern heirloom. You take something that was old and passed down and make it into something that your daughter or your granddaughter or your daughter-in-law or your niece would wear every day. And that's really where I started with bangles and lockets and have 
gone into rings and and things like that, but mostly really what I sell and are gold filled watch chains. I love the concept modern heirloom. And right. I do think that is what you do so well for people like myself and my daughter and, and many other Memphians right. and people across the country. We want something that feels special and something that's handcrafted and maybe something that has a little history to it. Absolutely. But we want it to feel fresh and cool. And that's what you do. And if you wear it, we know it's fresh and cool. Well, thank you. You're You've always got sweet. just the best array of jewelry. Well, that's... I like a stack. I like okay, to talk create about that. the stack. The stack to me is like the most fun thing. So it can be a stack of rings. It can be a stack of bracelets. It can be a stack of necklaces. And the stack to me tells the story. So I'm a history major. I love history. I love the idea of getting a small little... I don't know, maybe your grandfather's um, cufflinks and you don't know what to do with them. Well, we can make a charm for one necklace for one daughter or something like uh, for another, or we can make earrings out of them. So it tells the story of your progression, right? Or your history of your family or what you like. For example, I have a customer that loves moons and stars. And so that was her mother live somewhere else in another town. And so she would say to her granddaughter and grandson, see the moon, we see the same moon and stars. So it's just, yeah. it's creating a story through jewelry and it's just, it's relational and it creates us again, a modern heirloom to where you can create things that have meaning, but also have meaning for the next generation. Exactly. No, I love that that concept. And you talked about the relationships formed with your vendors, and it sounds like you also have formed relationships with clients. Do you have any longstanding clients? You mentioned the gal with the moon and stars, or, yes, or people who are purchasing things for um, you know multiple children or right, right. Grandchildren. I had a grandmother. It was one of the most special things, and it just the full story came through this March. I had a grandmother who had two two granddaughters. And she had the most amazing um, charm bracelet. And it had beautiful, big charms and sombreros and Coca-Cola bottles, just, just a fun mix of things. And she had the granddaughters come to my house, and they got to pick three charms. And she, we put them on a necklace, and it just was so great and so fantastic. One of the granddaughters got married in March and she, for her mother, gave her a, um, a locket that had both her grandmother had passed away, both her grandmother's picture in it on her wedding day, her mother's picture on her wedding day, and had all three um, dates engraved on the back of, of the locket. I mean, for me to be a part of that was just really, I mean, that's why I do what I do. I mean, I, I, love, I love the creation of it. But I also love like the relational part of, of, again, creating something special that will carry on for generations. Yeah, that must be so much fun to be part of that. It is. I also love, and I'm not sure everyone out there knows, that you, one, create things that you found from places like Brimfield or, or other right. places. And, and this is something that you can purchase. But you also take pieces that other people bring to you 
and style those and create those into fun pieces. Would you say your business is kind of half and half or I would you do more? I would. Well, I would say probably 60% is what I create. And then 40% is some like somebody may come and say, like a lot of people, I have my grandfather's pocket watch. What do I do with it? And so we can take it and add it to a, a piece. Or I have this bracelet that I don't, I want to wear with something else, modern. How how do I do that? And so I do I do a lot of th- of that for um, for customers and for just people in general. Yeah, and you do pop-ups, I know, at people's homes and sometimes at stores like Stovall. Yes. Um, do you also sell out of town? I think you do, but tell me a little yes. bit more about that, yes. how that works. So I have been um, trying to, after COVID, after 2020, I really kind of took a good look at my business and where I was going. And I really have great friends who open up their homes to me throughout the South and great businesses. Um, I go to Chicago to do a business. Uh, my first time was at, this year was at Blackberry Farm, which was amazing. Um, Ooh, that was nice. It was beautiful. Mobile, Alabama. I go to Oxford, Mississippi. So some businesses and some in people's homes. And it's a, it's a great, it's actually a great balance of supporting female a lot of the places I go are female owned businesses and also females in their house and they open up for me and send out emails and letters and posts and things just to get customers there and they wear my jewelry which is great but um, they really do a great job in opening up their communities to me. Yeah. You're a strong small business owner, female strong business owner, and you support other female strong business. I love that. And also your daughters are sometimes involved in your business here or there. Tell us a little bit about that. I know they have fun doing it. They do have fun doing it. They steal a lot of the jewelry. (laughs) Um, No, they do have fun. So I have taken two, my oldest and my youngest on buying trips. And my middle daughter is going with me in May. So that should be fun. Um, But I want them to see that it is hard work. You are walking and you are, you know, it's, it's not easy, right? Life's not easy. Businesses are not easy. You go through periods of insecurity. You go through, oh my goodness, did I buy too much? Did I pay too much? Is this really gonna sell? Is this the right market for this? certain piece, that kind of thing. But they have found their niche in really, they've done a really great job of translating antique jewelry into um, something that girls their age are wearing and are interested in. So it's really important to me to have price points that are accessible for younger girls. There's nothing cuter than the girls coming in and wanting to get a necklace or add to their necklace, or I got this from my grandmother, will you put a hook on it and put this on my necklace? I absolutely love it. Yes, you're so good at that, and also good at helping boyfriends, uh, yes. find girlfriends. I Absolutely. know that from experience. <laughs> you and, <do. laughs> and your price points are good. There are some that 
that are expensive and they are what right. 24 karat gold would that right. be kind of the 18 karat 18 really. karat yes. gold mm-hmm. where you're not just sort of running in from carpool and and picking that up you're really right. thinking through it but therefore husbands can buy for graduations or you know grandparents for something special or exactly i'm gotta come visit you for my future right. daughter-in-law right right but what you said about brimfield and about your daughters getting involved is so important you talked about how hard you work and not everybody sees that right nikki is always dressed beautifully and you know the the job looks very glamorous i've often looked and thought oh i want to be one of your ogs your right. original people right. who can right. help you sell the products but it is hard work and i love what you're teaching your daughters and and you also mentioned feeling sometimes what anxious or Talk a little bit more about that because that surprises me. You you just hold yourself with such confidence, and I think what people see, you know, is that. Well, so. I think I think you know, again, if I put a necklace together or create something, it, it's me really putting myself out there. And sometimes I think as women, we suffer from imposter syndrome, right? So why would someone want some of my jewelry? I mean, I don't know. Did I get that one right? Why, you know, why was I invited to do a show in this store? Is it going to be a massive flop or waste of their time? So I do get really nervous before before each and every show. And I think I have been reading this book, Claim Your Confidence, and I'm going, I can't even remember how to say Lydia's last name. So I'm not going to say butcher her name, but she talks about how women that you, you can't, rest on that, that insecurity of, gosh, why am I here? And it's it's to look at it and to say, I have done the work, I have created something, and I I can be here. I should be here. And not that I should be in some kind of place. That's not what I'm saying, but it's just that as women, we need to rely upon the value in putting the work in and getting it, getting things done and not being paralyzed in that fear of what if, Mm -hmm. what if no one comes, whoever comes, comes and focus on the good versus what ifs in the bad. No, I think that that's perfect. You mentioned earlier, focus on the positive and not on the messes, which I love that. I mean, that is just such a nice message for anyone to hear, whether it's related to jewelry business or related to anything else. Right. And I can tell you a thousand times of shows where I have forgotten my cards. I have forgotten. um, I did a show at Cicada and Anne-Marie is just so supportive of my business. And I got down there and I didn't have any of my checkout things had no square, nothing to check out, and no um, no receipt books. Well, how did you manage it? Well, I got my youngest daughter up and told her she could have anything in the store. <laughs> if she drove quickly she from drove Memphis? Quickly I love it. Memphis got it done. Got it done. I, and instead of focusing on my the fact that I forgot everything, you know, it was just one of those, something is going to go wrong. At every single show. <laughs> as long as you just sort of know that and get that out of the way. And, then- and you just wait for it and you just know that it's going to happen. And then you say, okay, take a deep breath and let's let's move forward and let's get the jewelry put together. And that's what I like to do. I like – the shows are really the most fun part for me. Maybe not forgetting things, but the shows and putting things together and having people see maybe a locket or a charm 
that means something to them or a a bracelet that may have their initials on it or you know everyone engraved in the in the Victorian time and just to to see the engravement from Charles to someone 1865 it's just it's kind of magical to me. That is so much fun. I think that yeah. that must make those hunts seem so much they you know, are. More they're, they're more fun. I, I, that's what I like. I like the hunt and I like the selling. The paperwork, I don't. <laughs> oh, who likes paperwork, right? I don't enjoy that. Well, okay, so I know you were busy. You've got three children. You've got a husband who likes to travel. You, yes. You've got, if you know Nikki, you know she's a leader. She will roll up her sleeves and she will do anything you need her to do. She's on lots of organizations and constantly having people in her home to entertain in air quotes because she makes it look effortless. Just come on in and, and let's just have a fun night. You're a very giving person. How do you get it all done? How I, I don't. I, I drop balls all the time. I, in fact, had to, I went out of town just recently for something last minute and I had posted these fabulous bracelets and I lost track of all the DMs. I don't know what happened, but they, I just lost track. So I had to repost the story and say, I am so sorry. <laughs> for those of you who DM'd earlier. <laughs> for those of you who DM'd earlier. I think you just have to acknowledge your shortcomings and just say, gosh, I'm really sorry I blew this one, or I'm really late on something. And then, but I have a family who is great, and Dal cooks a lot, and that is very helpful. He is very supportive of my my uh, side hustle, and he... He truly, I mean, he really does step up and do a lot. And my girls do a lot. They would like for, you know, maybe not to do as much as they do, but they do have some great jewelry and for doing it. That's a good point. They really do. <laughs> they do. So, no, they're great. But I do. Um, I have a great group of friends. I have great Jody at Stovall. If I need something that's business-wise printed, Anything done, she steps up. She has been extremely supportive, and the women at Stovall have just been fabulous to work with and do shows um, with them. So, so, did they help you with the design on your boxes and bags? Did. Mm-hmm. Jody did um, all of that, and I had a I have a great friend who came up with the name Dane's Road. And oh, I wondered um, about that. Where does that come from? So, it's the name. It's all of our names. So. Dow, Alex, Nikki, Elizabeth, Sarah Dow. Oh, wow. And that creates okay. Danes. I love that. I don't know, but it. she came up with it, and I was like, that is perfect, done. It works. It works. Yeah. It works. So I have great friends, and I have really a great family that supports me, and really great friends in the community and great places in Memphis. I mean, if you need a gift or anything, you can get really anything done by an amazing group of women uh, business owners. True. And I love that you're supporting the local women's businesses as well. Absolutely. Well, what do you like to do when you're not busy creating jewelry and working hard at Brimfield? I love to travel. Travel is my my reset. But um, I love podcasts. I love to run. And that's, that's, that's it. But I really, travel is my, that's my reset for sure. Well, good. You get to do a lot of it. I do. Well, this has been so much fun talking to Nikki McVeigh, owner of Danes Road Antiques, listening to how much fun she has in her job, but also how much work it is. Thank you for having me. 